Thank you for joining us for Three Bees on the Law podcast, hosted by Trisha Barita, Camille Canali, and Susan Dawson. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Three Bees on the Law. Unfortunately, Trisha's feeling a little under the weather today, so we hope she feels better soon. Uh, but Susan and I decided to go ahead and record without her because we wanted to give you an episode this week. Um, and one of the things that we've been talking about but have never done an episode on is contracts and mistakes that people commonly make when they enter into a contract. And you know, the number one thing I think we talked about is people don't read the whole contract and don't know what they're signing. And so I know a lot of people are guilty of this. Um, and I know when we were talking about doing this episode, Trisha had brought up the concept of a lease, which I think is a great example. Uh, people enter into them all the time and a lot of people just don't read it. So they don't know what they've actually agreed to. Right. Which always turns out to be fun when they when they we get those phone calls and they say well my lease should say this and and you're like well it doesn't so but you know go figure they're long <laughs> long documents with lots of legal terms and i can understand why people don't want to read them and so are a lot of documents but if you don't read the agreement and you don't have an attorney representing you and for with the agreement you frequently don't get what you think you did Right. right. And I know a lot of times, you know, when a client asks me to review a contract, I actually go through all of the contract terms with them and explain it to them in non-legal ease. Um, right. It's actually understandable by other human beings. Right. Um, because right. sometimes the leases are so complicated, it really does take a while to sit down and decipher what's being agreed to. And that's true for all contracts. It is for sure. You know, one of the aspects of a lease that I see in other contracts as well that people don't read through is the insurance section, right? So right. it's very common in leases, but you also see that in a lot of sales of goods contracts and other situations where the contracts will talk about what types of insurance you have to have. There might be a waiver of subrogation claim, which frequently people don't understand what that means. Um, I've seen contracts where, you know, if I'm going to give you a contract, I'm going to ask for the most amount of insurance possible. If you don't read it and double check it, you didn't have to get, you know, $10 million of coverage. I might have been okay with two. So that's one of those sections that I find people skim over. And, and a lot of times what I'll do, and I know when we were talking about this earlier, Camille, you and I both have the same approach, is we'll take that section and we'll say, send it to your insurance company. Make sure it complies with your insurance coverage. And ask your insurance agent, is this excessive insurance they're asking for? Is this in line? Because that's the person who knows about insurance coverage on your team. So make sure you've run that one past somebody knowledgeable. Right. And I think that... You know, that is also true with indemnity clauses, which a lot of people don't understand. And it's kind of a big deal um, because, okay. yeah. And, and here's the thing that we forgot to mention at the very beginning is you can negotiate many of these terms. I mean, 
you know, depending upon your bargaining power, some landlords have very strongholds in the community and won't negotiate. I um, mean, that's true with anyone. But here's the thing. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. So right, if you don't like a term or you don't understand a term, it's OK to ask for a different term. You might be told no. But if you don't negotiate, the answer is always no. Um, and so I digressed for a second. So I apologize. That's okay. <laughs> Um, but we were I had brought up indemnity clauses and essentially what that means um, typically is that you or the other party agree to defend and indemnify, which means pay the damages um, in a lawsuit or a legal dispute. And a lot of people don't understand what they're agreeing to. And then something happens and they find out that they're on the hook for the other party's legal fees and right. any damages that may be awarded. Um, and so these are can be very complex. There can be contingencies on them. And so it's really important that you understand what you're agreeing to. In addition to the insurance requirements, you make sure you have insurance that covers them and that if it's a requirement that the other party to the contract be an additional insured on your insurance policy, that you take care of that paperwork and make sure that you've done that. Uh, right. And before you sign the contract, you find out what that cost is going to be for adding individuals on as additional insured and getting that indemnity coverage. Right. And in California, there's actually a case, a California Supreme Court case, Crawford versus Weathershield, that requires under many circumstances, if not most circumstances, that if the allegation is in the complaint, would give rise to the indemnity that you're required to pay the indemnity from the very beginning of the case or from the time that it's tendered, depending upon um, the circumstances. And so it's a big deal uh, when you're on the hook for someone else's attorney's fees, because those can often be larger than the damages in the lawsuit. Absolutely. Especially if you don't have a provision in place that talks about reasonable attorney's fees and, and gives you some ability to maybe veto someone who's going to hire that $1,000 an hour attorney as opposed to a more reasonable fee in line with your um, your town, your, you know, what legal fees run in your area, this area of law. So the indemnity section is a big one. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, and again, going through, even when you read it, let's say someone did go ahead and read the whole agreement, or just like indemnity, not fully understanding. There's a lot of clauses that people don't understand what they're signing. So if you don't understand, like, for example, waiver of subrogation, it's a complicated area and people don't always understand what that means and whether or not you can, will your insurance company allow you to, and what have you done? This is where you need to talk to somebody in other sections similar to that to under, make sure you understand what you are signing and what you are doing. And, and back to your negotiation, someone who might tell you, well, this is all negotiable. You didn't have to sign that, right? You, you, could, for, you could have done something here. Uh, so making sure that they don't just sign an agreement. If, if there's something they don't understand, you know, first find out, don't, and don't just, don't internet lawyer. I mean, there are some things for sure you can find out on the internet, absolutely, but not as we know, not everything is accurate there. So doing a couple of searches on the internet isn't always the best way to make sure you understand the contract you're signing. 
Yes, as my mom says, the Google doesn't know necessarily have all the answers, right? Um, I love my mom. I shouldn't make fun, but <laughs> oh, I love it. I think that's great. But yeah, yeah. I always know when I when I've seen someone internet lawyering too. Sometimes I'll get a contract, and you can tell that someone went on on the internet, found a couple of templates, and tried to piece them together. And the terms don't match up, and the sections don't make sense. And you can take one look at it and go, "Yep, this was internet lawyered." And a lot of times, the person I'm talking to will fess up to it. And, it, you know, again, they didn't understand what they were agreeing to. They didn't understand what they were putting in place. They thought they did. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, yeah, look at that. We should probably have that section. That sounds important without realizing what, what it should be. So make sure you understand what you're signing and what you're putting together. Right. And, um, you know, don't forget to negotiate those terms when you can. Very important. Right. It's kind of like your uh, document, document, document when you're talking about employment law, when it comes to uh, to business and contract, negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. <laughs> you got it. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, a very important point that a lot of people uh, miss. And, you know, an other one other little um, tidbit is, you know, if you are going to have a standard contract for all of your business, like for example, you manufacture goods and you're going to have a contract with, um, you know, the people that you provide your goods to, you know, you want to make sure that standard contract has language that works for you. For sure. You're right. For sure. Right. I mean, and, and so it's very important sometimes to have somebody else involved in writing that contract that you were going to use across many different clients or you know, buyers. Right. Don't just assume that some template you got from somebody else works for your business because it, it, it probably doesn't. Yep. Right. And you got it. And with that, I think that's a great discussion uh, for today, Susan. Yeah. All of our points out pretty easily for once. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I hope uh, everyone out there, took something away from these these top tips of some of the mistakes that we see frequently. So until next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Three Bs on the Law. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of Three Bs on the Law. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at 3-T-H-R-E-E-B-S-ON-THE-LAW at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.